0: You're listening to L-Town Radio, the Livingston Library podcast. There's practically no limit to what you can learn and see, when you belong to the Livingston Library. From science and technology
1: to grants and genealogy, our library is virtually an information galaxy. This library's yours, and this library. Library belongs to you and me! Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to the October 2020 episode of L-Town Radio, the Livingston Library podcast. My name is Joe. I'm a librarian in the Adult Services and Acquisitions Department here, and October is probably my favorite month of the year, partly because the weather is starting to mellow and it'll be at least six more months until I have to deal with humidity making my hair frizz out like magenta in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. But mainly, I love October because it's Halloween season, and I have a profound love of all things macabre. Certainly, I'm not the only one. A little later, some of our other librarians will talk a bit about their favorite scary stories. Also, later in this episode, Archana will tell us about a couple of chilling and thrilling programs ahead on our calendar, one on mysteries of the paranormal, and one on the films of the master of suspense, Alfred Hitchcock. We also have Jessica here to share her thoughts on the new Twilight book and talk about our upcoming virtual lecture on American icons. Katie will discuss some of the most highly anticipated books coming out in October. And finally, Jenea from our tech services department will tell us about the various video tutorials about library resources, which are now available through our website, livingstonlibrary.org. But first, because it's Halloween season, I thought I'd get the cauldron bubbling with a creepy little tale from local folklore. A few weeks ago, I started looking around to see if I could find out about any haunted houses or ghost stories or other eerie legends unique to our town of Livingston. So the first thing I did was go to the New Jersey history section of our library. That's against the wall, near the DVDs and the world language materials under the administrative offices. And I looked under 133 in the Dewey Decimal System, that's the parapsychology and occultism category. And I grabbed a few books, including Haunted New Jersey, Ghosts and Strange Phenomena of the Garden State, as well as The Big Book of New Jersey Ghost Stories, both of which were co-written by Patricia A. Martinelli and Charles A. Stansfield Jr. And I also looked at Ghost Hunting New Jersey by Laura Hladeck Hoffman, who is in fact presenting that Mysteries of the Paranormal Lecture that Archna will tell us about a little later. Now, while I found that some New Jersey towns nearby, like Newark, Madison, and Morristown, have more than their share of haunted history, I couldn't really find any accounts in those books that occurred in Livingston. I guess some members of our community might be grateful for that, but frankly, I was a little disappointed. But then, as I was exploring our library's local history room, the head of our Adult Services and Acquisitions Department, Katie, pointed me toward Flames Above the Riker, Vignettes of Old Livingston, a book published in 1965, written by Freeman Harrison. And in that book, I found mention of a rather unsettling tale that was related in another book we keep in our local history room, this one being The Personal Memoirs of Edwin A. Eli, published in 1926. You may recognize his name from the plaque in our entrance lobby at the library that says, In memory of Edwin Augustus Eli, whose interest in this institution and whose endowment to the library has benefited the entire community of Livingston, erected by the Alpha Club A.D. 1938. So, the story I found in Edwin Eli's personal memoirs takes place in the area of Livingston, known today as Riker Hill. That's on the northwest border of town near Roseland and East Hanover, which is now home to an artist residence, a dinosaur fossil site, and one of our six elementary schools. But back in the mid-to-late 1700s, Riker Hill was owned by Edwin Eli's great-grandfather, Captain William Eli. In fact, if you listen to last month's episode, you may remember we recounted the story of the horse neck riots that erupted out of disagreements between settlers who purchased land from the indigenous Leni Lenape people and uh, against the British proprietors who believed they rightfully owned that land because their monarchy called dibs on it. Well, Captain Eli was one of those settlers, and on this land, he established a farm. He eventually discovered, though... That on his land was also a small cabin where there lived a family of squatters, described by Edwin Eli in his memoirs as, quote, an old woman reputed to be a witch and her scapegrace son. By the way, I had to look up that word scapegrace, an archaic word which Merriam Webster defines as an incorrigible rascal, and which I now plan to use in conversation at any available opportunity. Anyway, because Captain Eli was a military man, once that beef between the settlers and the proprietors was sufficiently squashed, he was appointed to be a recruiting officer for the British in the Livingston area during the French and Indian War, and one of the men he recruited was the alleged witch's scapegrace son. Edwin Eli presumed that his great-grandfather was glad to put the young ne'er-do-well to use in Canada, far away from the captain's land, The witch, however, was none too happy with the captain about taking her boy away, and according to the legend, she swore to take revenge. Not long after Captain Eli recruited the young man, there was a startling discovery on his land. In the woods near the witch's hut, one of the captain's cows was found dead, and sure, It's possible that a cow can wander off the pasture, into the woods, and die from unexplained circumstances, but when this cow's carcass was skinned, they saw the imprint of a human foot inside the animal's hide. This bizarre and inexplicable discovery led people to conclude that the cow's slaying was indeed the work of witchcraft. People gathered from all over to catch a glimpse of the mysterious footprint, and as a result, rumors of witchcraft persisted in Livingston for many years afterward. On that note, I was curious to know if my fellow librarians had any favorite scary stories, be it a book, a movie, an episode of television, or a spooky campfire tale, and here's what they had to say, starting with Jessica.
2: Hi Livingston Public Library, it's Adult Services and Acquisitions Librarian Jessica here. Do I have a favorite scary story? This question is so hard. While I do adore all things witchy, I just don't know if I have a favorite scary story. I don't like things that keep me up at night. I will share though that when I was growing up, Nickelodeon used to have a television show called Are You Afraid of the Dark? I remember watching one episode and being terrified of walking down the hallway that led to the downstairs bathroom in my house. And did you know that I recently found out that you can watch throwback episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark with the library subscription to Hoopla Digital? It's true, you can. And now that I'm 28, I kind of want to see if it's as scary as it was 20 years ago. I don't know. Do you think it will be? We'll have to find out.
1: Thanks, Jessica. I remember watching Are You Afraid of the Dark too when I was younger, and around the same time, I was also really into Tales from the Crypt. And even though that show was for more adult audiences, I, I found that Are You Afraid of the Dark could creep me out just as much, especially that episode where Gilbert Gottfried played a DJ at a radio station for The Recently Deceased. So yeah, I think it might still scare me today. All right, up next here's Katie. Head of Adult Services and Acquisitions.
3: One of my favorite spooky stories is The Ruins by Scott Smith, available through Libby. I originally saw the movie years ago, and it stuck with me so much and filled me with so much dread from what I assumed was just going to be a run-of-the-mill horror story. I didn't realize it was a book until more recently, and was delighted to find out that it's just as creepy as the film. The basic premise is that a group of tourists intrude onto ancient Mexican ruins, only to realize the nightmare is just beginning. It's unsettling, gets under your skin, literally, vines start growing into the vacationers, and shows what happens when humans explore areas that they were never meant to explore. And ultimately, what happens when nature fights back. I highly recommend it.
1: Thanks, Katie. Oh my gosh, the ruins, that book disturbed me so profoundly and yet I could not put it down and now with a couple of her favorite scary stories plus some information about two seasonally appropriate events we have on our October calendar here's Archana
4: hello podcast listeners I'm librarian Archana October is a great time to learn about or experience something a little spooky a wee bit scary or otherworldly don't you think One of my favorite films that left a great impression on me is The Sixth Sense, a film made in 1999. It is a supernatural and psychological thriller in which an eight-year-old boy named Cole Sear played so memorably by Haley Joel Osmond. He's able to see dead people. He's frightened by visitations from those with unresolved problems who appear from the shadows. He's too afraid to tell anyone about his anguish except child psychologist Dr. Malcolm Crove, played by Bruce Willis. As Dr. Crove tries to uncover the truth about Cole's supernatural abilities, they both go on a strange journey that reaches a surprising end, but ultimately helping each other out. This is a genuinely haunting and atmospheric movie that leaves you thinking, and it is skillfully directed by M. Night Shyamalan. The mystery and chilliness builds up slowly, And the unexpected ending puts everything together nicely. Now to give you a taste of the supernatural, we have Mysteries of the Paranormal coming up on the evening of October 15th at 7pm. Presented by Laura Hoffman, founder director of the New Jersey Ghost Hunters Society and the author of Ghost Hunting New Jersey and Ghost Hunting New York. Join her as she explores all the creepy topics that make up the study of the paranormal, from ghosts and legends, to cryptids, to the do's and don'ts of the Uja board, as well as the mystery of crop circles and spontaneous human combustion. Now we've all heard of Alfred Hitchcock, also known as the master of suspense. He's probably the most famous film director who ever lived for five decades, first in England, then in Hollywood, He made 54 films, including classics such as The 39 Steps, Rebecca, Notorious, Rare Window, North by Northwest, Vertigo, and Psycho. Few filmmakers have been as popular, critically celebrated, and as influential. I have loved Alfred Hitchcock's films, his masterful directorial style, the psychological suspense he so effectively creates. And one film that left a deep impression is The Birds, a 1963 horror-thriller film. It is loosely based on the 1952 story of the same name by Daphne du Maurier. It centers on a small northern California coastal town of Bodega Bay that is inexplicably attacked and rendered helpless by massive flocks of aggressive birds. At first, it is no more than a seagull swooping down and pecking at Melanie, played by the beautiful Tippi Hedron Head. head things take a truly ugly turn when hundreds of birds converge on a children's party and then attack Mitch Brenner, the character played by Rod Taylor. There is never an explanation as to why the birds actually run amok, but once the onslaught begins, there's virtually no let-up. The tension is built up slowly but surely with a minimum of music and no special effects, with dozens of close-up shots of the characters' faces and a focus on their reactions. And these techniques make for a distinctive viewer experience. Now on Thursday, October 29th at 7pm, we have Brian Rose, author and professor in the Department of Communications and Media Studies at Fordham University College at Lincoln Center, looking at the achievements of this master of suspense through dozens of film clips. He'll also examine some of his extraordinary techniques as a director. Now, luckily for us, DVDs of both these films, The Sixth Sense and The Birds, are available in the library's collection to borrow, so hope you check them out, and also make sure to sign up for these exciting programs. Thank you very much for listening.
1: Thanks, Archana. Those programs sound like they're right up my dark, shadowy alley, and I love the films you chose, too. I've watched The Sixth Sense every few years since it came out, and I think it gets better each time, even knowing the famous twist ending. As for the birds, let's just say that to this day I get very unsettled in the presence of large flocks of birds, even just seagulls or pigeons. So if you haven't already guessed, there's so many scary stories I love. I I struggle to narrow my favorites down to just one or two. One of my favorite horror films is definitely The Thing, John Carpenter's 1982 film about a research team in Antarctica who discovers an alien that's been buried in the ice for 100,000 years. Then, as the alien unfreezes, it begins killing off the researchers one by one and assuming their forms until no one is sure who is a friend or who is a foe. Another sure favorite film of mine is Stanley Kubrick's adaptation of Stephen King's The Shining, about a writer who descends into madness while stuck inside a haunted hotel with his wife and son. In fact, when I was in college, I decided to write a paper on it, and as I did, I had the DVD of The Shining play on my laptop uh, uh, for about 12 hours, hours straight. I think that might have done something weird to my brain. As for books, the trilogy of scary stories to tell in the dark, the Folklore anthology compiled and retold by Alvin Schwartz, and more importantly, the editions with the Nightmare Fuel illustrations by Stephen Gammel. Those solidified my love of horror when I was but a third grader. Coraline by Neil Gaiman, about a girl who discovers a portal to a sinister parallel dimension that's categorized technically as a children's book, but even as an adult, I'd have to read that one with the lights on. And then there's a short story called Summer People by Shirley Jackson. She's the author of more well-known classics like The Lottery and We Have Always Lived in the Castle and The Haunting of Hill House. Now, have you ever been in a strange town, either on vacation or just passing through on a road trip, and gotten a very peculiar feeling about it? As in a kind of dread that maybe you shouldn't spend too much time there? you might need to get your butt out of there before it's too late. Well, in Summer People, Shirley Jackson not only nails that feeling right down there on the page, she also takes that idea to a rather terrifying conclusion. Of course, if you have a Livingston Library card and want to check out any of these stories for yourself, just search for them in our catalog through our website, livingstonlibrary.org. And if we don't have them on our shelves, we can always get it from one of the other libraries in the Buckles system that does have it on their shelves, and we can usually have it ready for you to pick up at the Livingston Library before the next full moon. All right, I have to admit, October is about much more than just getting your spook on. There's so much more we have to tell you about in this episode, so let's start by bringing back Katie, Head of Adult Services and Acquisitions, to share some highly anticipated books coming out in October. Katie.
3: Hi, everyone. My name is Katie. I'm the head of adult services and acquisitions here at the Livingston Public Library. And I'm here for another installment of upcoming reads this time for October. The leaves are changing, the weather is getting cooler, and it's time to curl up with some new releases. The list I'm going to go through today features some major new titles from both returning and up and coming authors spanning different genres. There is something for everyone this month. So what are you waiting for? Reserve these books now at www.livingstonlibrary.org or via Overdrive and Libby. The first book comes out on October 6th. It's a mystery and thriller called The Devil and the Dark Water by Stuart Turton. The breathtaking new novel from Stuart Turton, author of The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle, which was the winner of the Costa Best First Novel Award, A Murder on the High Seas, A detective duo, a demon who may or may not exist. Also on October 6th, but this one is historical fiction, a book by Alice Hoffman called Magic Lessons, the prequel to Practical Magic. In an unforgettable novel that traces a century-old curse to its source, Beloved author Alice Hoffman unveils the story of Maria Owens, accused of witchcraft in Salem, and matriarch of a line of the amazing Owens women and men featured in Practical Magic and the Rules of Magic. The Hollow Places by T. Kingfisher, a horror book, also coming out October 6th. A young woman discovers a strange portal in her uncle's house leading to madness and terror in this gripping new novel from the author of the innovative, unexpected, and absolutely chilling The Twisted Ones. Lisa Unger's new book comes out October 6th. It's a mystery and thriller called Confessions on the 745. From Master of Suspense, Lisa Unger, comes a riveting thriller about a chance encounter that unravels a stunning web of lies and deceit. Expertly plotted and reminiscent of the timeless classic Strangers on a Train, Confessions on the 745 is a gripping thriller about the delicate facades we create around our lives. We have The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab, science fiction and fantasy. A life no one will remember. A story you will never forget. France, 1714. In a moment of desperation, a young woman makes a Faustian bargain to live forever and is cursed to be forgotten by everyone she meets. From the author of the Shades of Magic series, The Searcher by Tana French, mystery and thriller, also October 6th, retired detective Cal Hooper moves to a remote village in rural Ireland. His plans are to fix up the dilapidated cottage he's bought, to walk the mountains, to put his old police instincts to bed forever. Then a local boy appeals to him for help. From the best-selling author of The Witch Elm. The last book on the list from October 6th is Troubles in Paradise by Elin Hildebrand. It's a contemporary fiction. What happened in paradise? At last, all will be revealed about the secrets and lies that led Irene and her sons to St. John and to new lives that transformed them all. The third installment in the Paradise series. The 13th of October brings Attack Surface by Cory Doctorow which is science fiction. Cory Doctorow's Attack Surface is a standalone novel set in the world of New York Times bestsellers Little Brother and Homeland. October 13th also has the release of The Invisible Girl by Lisa Jewell, a mystery and thriller. The author of The Rich, Dark, Intricately Twisted, The Family Upstairs returns with another taut and white-knuckled thriller, following a group of people whose lives shockingly intersect when a young woman disappears. On the 13th, we have A Time for Mercy by John Grisham, another mystery and thriller. Jake Briggins, the protagonist of A Time to Kill, John Grisham's classic legal thriller, is back. This time, he's at the epicenter of a sensational murder trial that bitterly divides the citizens of Clanton, Mississippi and it's the third in a series. The last book on the list for October comes out on the 20th, and it's A Dog's Perfect Christmas by W. Bruce Cameron, which is contemporary fiction. And it's the perfect feel-good holiday gift from W. Bruce Cameron, the number one Times and USA Today bestselling author of A Dog's Purpose series. So I hope you enjoy this book list. I hope you get to check some of them out. And if you do, drop us a line and let us know what you think. See you next month.
1: Thanks, Katie. And dear listener, I hope you found one or two titles in that list that you're looking forward to reading this upcoming month. Now, let's bring back Jessica to talk about what she's looking forward to in Livingston Library Land in the month of October.
2: Hello Livingston Public Library, it's pumpkin spice season, I am so excited. I thought that this month I would share with you what I'm looking forward to this month in terms of what I'm currently reading and in terms of library programs. First things first, I am currently reading and loving the new Twilight book that came out about a month or two ago. That's right, Twilight is back. It's like I'm in high school again. Midnight Sun is the Twilight story retold from Edward's perspective, and it's bringing back all the nostalgia feels mixed in with some fall vibes, and I am loving it. Sort of related to Twilight in the sense of how it swept its way into our popular culture in terms of programs. This month, I am super excited for a Zoom program on October fifth at seven p.m. presented by Professor James Kane on American Icons. In this lecture, Kane will go over Americans who helped to shape and influence our popular culture. You can register for this event on the library's website, livingstonlibrary.org, and the day before the event, a link to the Zoom lecture will be emailed out to you. I can't wait to see you there. See you next time. Bye.
1: Thank you, Jessica. And up next, let's bring back Archana to tell us about some health-related programs coming up at the Livingston
4: Library in October. Hello podcast listeners, this is Archana Chiplunkar, Adult Services and Acquisitions Librarian. As we know, both physical and mental health play a vital role in shaping our overall well-being. With that in mind, we are zooming into October with two health-related morning programs. On October 2nd at 11 a.m., the library presents Healthy Brain Aging Tips and Strategies with Alicia from the Cognitive and Research Center of New Jersey. Maintaining a healthy brain is important at any age, but it is especially vital in our older years. Now some mental decline is a normal part of the aging process, but pronounced declines in memory and cognitive functions are what are most feared, but they are not inevitable. Alicia will discuss what is normal brain aging and present different strategies and activities we can incorporate into our daily lives and implement them as we age to ensure optimal brain health. She will also touch on the signs and symptoms of dementia what to do if concerned, and what resources and services are available if there is cognitive decline. Current and upcoming research studies will also be highlighted. After brain health, we move on to bone health. On October 20th, which is National Osteoporosis Day, the library presents Lovey or Bones at 11am in collaboration with Kessler Rehab of Pinebrook, which will talk about bone health across the lifespan and for different ages. What can you do to improve your kids' bone health now to ensure their bones grow to their maximal potential and stay strong for their entire life? What can parents and grandparents do to improve their own bone health? These are some of the topics that will be covered. Now, one of the consequences of weak bones is fractures, which occur in all age groups and can often be prevented. Physical therapist Jenna, who is a member of Kessler's Bone Health Special Interest Group, We'll talk about how our bones develop and change over time, what we can do to maximize bone health at any age, how to build and maintain bone density. Now, the themes of some of the library programs are inspired by upcoming events. And one of the very big events coming up in November, actually on November 3rd, is of course the presidential elections. Now, throughout history, Throughout American history, there have been some extraordinary presidential elections. While many are aware that Donald Trump and George W. Bush both won the presidency without capturing the popular vote, did you know that the same thing occurred three earlier times in American history, including when New Jersey's own Grover Cleveland lost the 1888 election to Benjamin Harrison? In this lecture presented, On the evening of October 8th at 7 p.m., presidential historian and author Louis Picon will discuss how the election process has evolved over the years and share stories of the most unusual presidential elections in American history from the election of George Washington in 1788 to Donald Trump in 2016. Please remember, these programs will be presented via Zoom. Make sure to register and you will be emailed the link to join the events the day before.
1: Thank you, Archana. So in addition to all the virtual programs we've been offering, our staff has also been hard at work making sure our patrons can take advantage of our many resources as much as possible during this time of social distancing. And with that in mind, let's welcome Jenea from our technology department making her first appearance on L-Town Radio to tell us about some video tutorials that are currently available through our website. Jenea?
0: hello joe hello everyone my name is janea from the livingston public library's technology department thank you for having me here Um, before anything else let me just say i appreciate your songs and mini concerts joe despite my age (laughs) i wish many many more will see your many many talents i also enjoy the topics you discuss in your podcasts And I'm glad to be here sharing something with your audience today, and thank you. Well, I just wanted to let everyone know that we have just released some video tutorials on how to use the catalog. We've presented them under an FAQ kind of label, as these are frequently asked questions here at the Livingston Public Library. Um, All video-based, the tutorials aim to familiarize patrons with the process of borrowing, selecting, requesting, and managing things online using plenty of examples. Uh, They are presented at a relaxed pace pointing out keywords and features you can use. Um, The tutorials can always be watched at a faster speed by changing the settings when playing the videos. Uh, You know that gear icon at the lower corner of the video screen? that's an awesome feature i use that a lot to speed things up or slow things down we have published the following tutorials so far and we'd be coming up with more Uh, we have tutorials on how to place a hold request on an item it's a step that makes borrowing all the more convenient a tutorial on how to search the catalog for books to help you with your online browsing and the useful subject areas a tutorial on how to search a catalog for movies which stresses the importance of keywords that the catalog system recognizes and a tutorial on how to how to check the availability of an item Uh, handy for those I want this item nowadays and we'll be making some more to show you how to use our library resources and here is something we would like you to keep in mind so even if our listeners already have these questions covered and are using our resources with ease perhaps they can tell their loved ones uh, and such friends neighbors or maybe even those you converse with, with at the grocery lines who could use more information with these tasks um, everyone here at the library would love for you all, our town residents, our Livingston Library card holders, their network of patrons and our network of patrons. We would love for you all to avail of our library's resources, especially during these times when these free resources of information, stories and entertainment provide such a refreshing break from the realities of life. Uh, and so with these, with these tutorials, we'd like to help you take care of steps that might be preventing you from enjoying our resources a bit more. The tutorials can be found in our library's YouTube channel, so it's very much accessible by anyone from wherever they are through their desktops, tablets, and smartphones. We also have published the videos through our website. LivingstonLibrary.org along with the other tutorials we have on our online resources. Um, Sometimes people are not aware of this when visiting our website because the tutorials are tucked into a side panel. Um, It's on the far right of the screen with a green vertical tab or button. So if you click on that, you'll be presented with a full list of tutorials to choose from. So we hope you'll keep these tutorials in mind, ladies and gentlemen, and spread the word that they're here for your review. Um, hey, there's always something new to learn. And with that thought, let me quickly mention our blog, which has plenty of library news and in the blog there is a blog section with the tag keep on learning which highlights our online resources via themes of courses that our livings and cardholders can take and enjoy online and for more lifelong learning ideas click on the tag name keep on learning in our library's blog there will be a post on these FAQ video, video tutorials there as well and that's pretty much what I have to share with you all today thank you so much again Joe and to all our listeners for having me here and take care everyone
1: thanks so much Janaya for all the very useful information you've given us and also for your extremely kind words I'm so glad to have you on our podcast crew and I hope it won't be the last time we hear from you on L-Town Radio Well, that'll do it for our October episode. Thank you to Jessica, Katie, Archana, and Jenea for your contributions this month. Thank you, dear listener, for tuning in, and I hope you'll tune in again next month. As always, you can listen and subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Don't forget, you can also follow us all over the internet on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Not to mention our daily blog. Again, that's blog.livingstonlibrary.org. And of course, if you want to come visit us, IRL, we are back open. We're open for contactless pickup on Mondays 10 to 8 and Thursdays from 10 to 5. That's when you can come get books you reserved with us online. We also have our browse and borrow days on Tuesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays from 10 to 5 and Wednesdays from 10 to 8. That's where you can come in and look around please check our website, livingstonlibrary.org, for all our social distancing policies and relevant information, including a link to our event calendar, which is even more wonderful upcoming programs that we didn't have time to mention in this episode. Until next time, stay safe and be kind to each other, babies, and have a very happy Halloween.